You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast sharing with you the business behind running a business. We're your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Mary Clavier. Each week, we'll be bringing you great guests, insights from our experiences, and a behind-the-scenes look at all the topics you may be afraid to tackle in your business, but shouldn't be. So sit back, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 97 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm your solo host for today. So today I'm going to talk about a topic that's potentially not so popular for people, but also extremely, extremely necessary. So don't hit the stop button quite yet. (laughs) Okay, today we're talking about processes. Processes in your business, what it means for your business, and really why it's important for your business. So I'd like to go over a few different things. If you don't know from my past life, I worked in the corporate world for 15 years and most of it revolved around process improvements and organizational excellence and helping parts of our company improve what they're doing through manufacturing processes and also and transactional processes. What I thought I'd do today is take you through some of that because I see a lot of that in what I also do with building my own businesses. And it's really, processes are so critical to having the structure and the infrastructure to be able to scale your business. So it's one thing when you're a, you know, a one-person show trying to do all the things, but what happens when you really want to grow and you, when you find your rhythm in what your business is doing, what you're all about, and you want to take it to that next level? If you don't have processes in your business, you're not going to be able to scale the right way. Okay, the right way, the wrong way, but really in a way that sets you up for success in the long term, right? Because you're invested in this for more than a day or week or a year because let's be honest, having a business is way too hard to just, you know, do it because it's fun. A few things on why processes are important. You need to have something in place to be able to scale. So for example, if you want to hire a new person, either for yourself or you have an office full of people and you need another person on staff in a location, you need to be able to have processes mapped out so that you can easily hand work over to other people. It also saves you so much time from reinventing things every time, right? So it's the mind clutter. I I usually tell people it's like, It's like the Marie Kondo for your brain, you know, having processes, it gets rid of the mind clutter and having it all down on paper somewhere where it can be referenced and followed just makes everything so much more streamlined. Because really, the more you can autopilot 
processes in your business, the more it frees up time for you to be able to do other things. If you always have to go back and and think, okay, I want to post this on social media. What do I do next? You know, or where do I have my hashtag stored and where do I make my graphics? Like it's just when it's all in one spot and you're able to just easily reference it, it saves you a lot of time. And also a really important thing that it might not mean so much now, but really impacts you for the future is that having something set up and in place gives you a baseline. And that baseline is what you can use to improve later on. Because how are you going to get to your next level and your next level after that if you don't have something to base everything off of, if you don't know where you're coming from, right? So having a baseline to be able to track your metrics and say, okay, this is my process. Can we can we cut some things down? Do we need all of these steps? You won't be able to know that until you have your first your first outline and your first setup of your processes to begin with. So those are just some of the reasons why it's really important to have them. And hopefully, hopefully you're not horrified, <laughs> horrified at the thought of trying to implement processes. No, you're not going to be because that's what we're doing next. So I'm going to actually walk you through a very simple, easy way that you can build out processes in your business. Before I get to that, though, a couple of things on how not having processes can hurt your business, because these are really things that even if even if it seems like the good things are nice to have, paying attention to these things that will hurt your business might, you know, make you also see how much more important it is. So really, with the fact that it it really, really does prevent you from scaling, from scaling the from scaling in a way that sets you up for long term growth, because it's one thing to just band-aid and fix things along the way while you're working by yourself. But when you have to start, when you feel the pinch of needing to incorporate other people into your process, hiring a virtual assistant, working with some consultants, like you're going to need to know what steps you do in order to communicate those to the other people that you're going to be working with. If you don't have that, it's really going to be hard to work with other people. It'll be hard for them to understand what to do. It'll be hard for you to communicate with them. And really, it's going to prevent you from being able to make long-term hires too. That's another part that that can really hurt because people are going to be frustrated. They're going to say, okay, this person, you know, they want me to work on XYZ, but they don't really know what they're doing. They, you know, they they seem all over the place. And to be fair, when you're one person on your own, you could be all over the place doing things. But in order to build that team and get more people working and helping you, you need to know what's going on in your business and you need to have it documented in some way. Okay, so that's the why it's important and why you're going to do it so that it doesn't hurt your business. Now I want to get into a little bit of what are some steps that you can take in order to set up processes in your business. And this is this is not overwhelming. I don't want you to be overwhelmed even at the idea of this because it can be super, super simple. And then you can grow and expand and build on it from there. This is really, if you don't have anything set in stone and you're and you're thinking about, okay, I, I am going to want to hire that person. What do I need to do to set myself up for that situation? So the first thing I tell people is to evaluate. Evaluate your current situation. Where do you spend your time now? And what are the things that you're doing that you don't have processes for? So for example, if you wanted to hire a virtual assistant to help you with your business, 
what are the tasks that you want that person to do? A lot of people, you know, some people ask me this too. They say, oh, I want to hire a virtual assistant. Like, how did you do that? And I say, okay, well, what do you want to hire them for? What are the tasks that you want them to do? And they kind of look at me with a blank face and they're like, oh, well, I'm not really sure. Just like everything, you know, and and I I get that. I get where that feeling is coming from because you're you could be too overwhelmed to even feel like you have time to work on processes, right? But you need to make time and prioritize it because it's important. So I usually tell them, okay, well, make a list of all of the things you do. What are the things you do now that you would potentially want to offload and give to someone else? So this specific example I'll I'll talk through is if you're if you're looking for like one of your first hires and it's really like a, a right-hand person in some way, shape, or form, right? So where do you spend your time? What are the things that you that you don't have processes for? So you could see, okay, I want someone to help me with social media and I also want them to help me with my newsletter and I also want them to help set up a process for onboarding clients, okay? These are all different things that maybe that person, maybe you want that person to help you with. So you have to basically, the part that I'm getting to with processes is you have to take that a step further and think about, okay, so when I hire someone, if I want to hire someone to help me with these things, what am I doing right now that I can communicate to them so that they can help me maybe put the process in place, right? So it doesn't mean that you, if you're looking, for example, for a virtual assistant and you think you you want them to help you with some of this stuff like, okay, I really want to get organized. I'm not good at planning. I want to kind of get all this stuff out of my head onto paper. That's great. But think about what's that first step that you need to do with them. So it's really looking at your current baseline of where you are now. So I, so I like to tell people with that, the things, what are the things that you don't have processes for right now? So those are those next level things. Like maybe you don't have an onboarding process. Maybe you don't have a social media process or a newsletter process. Those are some things you could not have a process for. So make a list of all of those things that you don't have a process for. Things that you do today that you don't have documented anywhere. You just kind of do them in your head when you think about it, whatever, you know, whatever your internal system is. Um, So that's step one. Step two is to pick one of those things. So I'm trying to trying to really keep it simple in the fact that this does not have to be an overwhelming thing to do. So first, list out what are the things you don't have processes for and pick one of those things to work on first. And honestly, pick the one that's the easiest. When I was in workshops, like I would do corporate workshops with teams around process improvements and lean transformation, there, there's always a bucket of low-hanging fruit. Like don't make it more complicated by saying, oh, I need to have like the best and greatest, you know, onboarding process right away. No, like pick something that you that you know pretty well, that you know maybe the most routine out of any of the things that you do and go with that. It'll be the e- easiest one. Pick the easiest one the small wins boost your confidence for being able to do the other ones, the harder ones. Um, It's okay to procrastinate in that way for this example. Okay. Um, So then after you pick one of those items, that was step two, picking one of the items. Step three is list all of the things that you do for that process. 
So if you're thinking about onboarding, what are all the different things you do when you onboard someone? You have them schedule a time in your calendar. You have them you know, review and sign the contract and make the deposit. What are all the different things you do for that one process that you picked? If it's a newsletter, you might make graphics and also write the content in a in a different spot. You know, you think about what your theme of the week is and how you can, you know, align that. You pull links from other resources that you've made that you want to share with them in that week's newsletter. Whatever those things are that you do for that process, just list them all out. They don't have to be in order. This is like a, this is a very simple, you know, pen and paper. If you type it, that's saving a step because you'll have to put it electronically later. But it's just a really simple, simple step of like, okay, what's the one process? What are all the things that I do when I do that one thing? Okay. Step four, put them in order. See, it's really, it's not complicated and we don't have to overcomplicate it. So all of those things that you listed for that one item, put them in order. Then what you'll do as your last step, as step five, is add them to some kind of document electronically. So if you, I personally use project management software. I like Asana. I also use Trello at at one point. Like they're, they're both great. There's a lot of other ones out there. If you're already in a system like that, go ahead and use it. You know, just make a card or make a list and you're just, you know, gonna put your processes in there when you have them. But if you don't have that, if you say, wow, that's too overwhelming for me, I don't have a software, I don't have a system, pretty much everyone, I mean, everyone listening should have access to Google Docs or a notepad of some kind. So just put it somewhere electronically. If you if you use Google Docs, I would just make a folder called Processes and then just title them. And like each time you make a new one, you just stick it in that folder. That way, when the time comes that you do want to hire someone, for example, and they say, okay, well, how do you do this right now? Or what are all the different pieces that I need in order to be able to do this for you? You can point them right there to your process document. So it's really, it's it's not a lot of things. Like it it doesn't have to be a hard monumental thing. I know, I know processes are, you know, it's not flashy and fun and not that super interesting for the general, general population. Um, but it's super, super important to be able to get yourself to that next level. And this I found for me is a really easy way to do it and not be overwhelmed in the process. So just to recap the steps. So the first step is list the items that you don't have processes for. Like what are the topics that you don't have processes for? The second step is to pick one of them. Just one, easiest, low-hanging fruit. The third step is to list all of the things that you do in that for that one thing, for that one process. The fourth step is to put all of those things in order put they it could ju- your your step 3 can just be like a a brain dump of everything and then step 4 is putting them in order in the in whatever order you usually work on them or that makes the most sense to you is fine and then the fifth step is putting them in some kind of electronic database or system or tool of some sort so hopefully that clarifies and takes away some of the overwhelm of even just thinking about processes because it it, it, I promise it feels like it's a really nice feeling to have them done and to feel organized afterwards because then it's not taking up space in your brain like, oh, I still have to do that. Oh, what's the next step? 
oh, how do I, let me go back and try to figure out what I did last time when I had to access this information. That's the worst. It's terrible to have to like do that every time. I know another example for me, for my stuff with brief transitions and with working with Amazon, I pull reports on a pretty regular basis from Amazon, but like it's not every day, you know, like every month or every other month. In the beginning, I couldn't remember each time, okay, I if I pull like three different reports, I couldn't remember, okay, where do I go for this report because I want to see this specific data? Where do I go for that report to see the other data? So I eventually just said, okay, I'm just going to write them all down because I'm not going to remember it in my head. Clearly, it was a struggle each time. I wasted a lot of time looking at it or trying to try and reinvent the wheel and figure it out. And I eventually just wrote it all down. So then when the next month came, I could just say, okay, I need to pull my Amazon reports. Like here it is and just go step one, two, three. So it's really as basic as that is just how can I, how can I do these things? Um, And it applies to everything. It applies to things, like I said before, like onboarding. Think about what's, what's most impactful for your business or where you spend the most amount of time. It, it of course, it of course depends. Like if you have a, a product business or a service business. So like I said, for brief transitions, I'm pulling reports. It could be from Amazon or from my shop, from my Shopify site. And it's really pulling information around inventory and fulfillment and orders and all of that kind of stuff. And then for the transitions collective, which is much more a service-based business because it's a a community for other mom entrepreneurs building businesses. Um, for that one, I have more things that are that are client facing, like onboarding and you know the application process for new members, what it looks like to onboard them, how I you know add more of the tools and resources in the community, all of that kind of stuff. So depending on what type of business you have, you know different. It will make more sense to prioritize different types of processes. But really, really, truly, I can't stress it enough, so I will keep saying it. It really saves you time and relieves you from the mental clutter when you have some of this stuff written down. It just makes it that much easier. Whether you're ready right now to hire or whether it's like a year from now or two years from now, whenever it might be, at least you have things that you can, can reference and share with someone to at least start the process, right? Because you you can hire someone and then they'll have other ways to improve it. Or like I said in the beginning, you know, it gives you that baseline that you can approve upon. So then you can check in every six months or so or once a year and look at, okay, do I still do things this way? Does this make sense? And and it just gives you something to work from. Um, maybe I'll do another episode in the future about collecting the data from the processes and how you make improvements because I used to do a lot of that stuff too with on like the lean transformation projects because you can really evaluate what happens at each step of the process and then how you can make it better okay but I'll save that for another time because metrics is another topic that's probably like ah for most people so I wanted to close out with a few tips to think about while you're while you're doing this and while you're working on your processes first one do not overcomplicate it. You really don't need to. Just work with what you have. It doesn't even, it does not have to be pretty and perfect and all those things. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. Just start with something and, and follow through. Okay. Follow through on these five steps. Pick something that's easy. (laughs) Like I said before, just pick something that you can, that you know that you can complete, that you can complete the five steps and you won't feel like, oh, I don't know what I just did there. Like pick something that's easy and familiar. 
like I said before, revisiting them, improve them over time. The important thing in this step, if you're new to putting processes in place, is to just get them down there. Like get a draft. You know, it's like when people write for books. I mean, you're not writing a book if you can't write the first page. You just have to start somewhere and then you can you can fix it. This is this is my Mary's tough love <laughs> number four, I guess it is. The more resistant you are to doing this, so if you're thinking right now like, oh, I don't need processes, you know, it's fine. It's clear to me in my head. I know what I'm doing. I do this every day. Um, no, that means you need this even more. So you need to make time to put these processes in place. I promise you, you'll be amazed at what you find out just by just by writing it down. So the more resistant you are, the more you are hopefully still listening to this <laughs> to hear this part that you need to do this. And then the last thing I would say about it is, you know, looking at all of your processes at one time can obviously also seem very overwhelming. So make some time in your calendar to look at this on a regular basis and do make one process at a time. So look at it weekly or monthly, you know, whatever it is, whatever you feel like, you know, you can handle for yourself. But have it as something as routine. Like, like for example, I have time blocked the second of every month to look at my financials from the previous month. Um, so you could do a similar kind of thing. I think I have maybe once every two months in my calendar for processes. I can't remember, but um, it's once a month or every other month. And then looking at, you know, okay, what don't I have a process for and and picking one of those things and making a process for it. That way you don't feel like you have, you know, 20 things to work on and that seems overwhelming, so you're not going to do any of them. So I actually have a, a Google Doc, a super simple Google Doc. It has two columns. One column is what's the process that I want to that I want to write about or keep track of. And then the other column is a link to that actual written out process. So every time I go to work in it, I just pick the next one off the list. So you can always just brain dump, brain dump a list at the beginning and then kind of check them off as you go in what, you know, at whatever frequency you add them in. So that's it for today. I want to know in the HQ, well, one, was this helpful? Hopefully it was helpful for you. Um, but two, do you have processes already in your business? Do you have them mapped out? Or is this something that you know you need to do and haven't done yet? Or it wasn't even on your radar? I want to know, I want to know what you do, if you have your processes and what you do for them. Because I, you know, this is, this example is just what I do in my business. And you might find something else works better for you. Or you could take this information and then build upon it and tweak it for yourself. So I'm totally open to hearing, I mean, in fact, I fully believe in learning and hearing and sharing from other people and what they do because I think it just helps all of us and that's where we get new ideas and creativity and everything else. So I'd like to hear from you in the HQ. Let me know all about processes in your business and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too. Please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com. And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit thetransitionscollective.com. Thanks so much and we'll see you next time.
This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.